Hey, this is David Smith. This is Brian Chesko. And we are two-thirds of the Fancy Soccer FC podcast. We wanted to open a little differently this week and just acknowledging, Brian, some of the rough things that are kind of been going on, not only in something that's that's close to us. Scott's not with us today because he had a death in the family. Right. But also to acknowledge what's going on uh, in Leicester along with Pittsburgh, Yep. Just a lot of a lot of dark, sad things that have been going on, kind of affecting everyone and affecting us personally. Obviously, as Scott's not here with us, and our our uh, thoughts and prayers obviously are with him and his family, uh, along with Lester and Pittsburgh. But it just there's just a lot of stuff going on. I just want to take a somber moment to kind of acknowledge that before we kind of jump into our pod. Yeah, for sure, and we. We don't. I definitely wanted to make it something we start the show with up front, just to be, so that there's nothing uh, doesn't come across flippant or no. That we're not we're not just saying thoughts and prayers the way you know some people might throw that out there. There is we, no. There's absolutely no phrases that are flippantly used in this. We. I mean, this is this is a big deal. This is a big deal for the Premier League with the Leicester crash here in the U.S. with more uh, mass shootings that have gone on. In Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Obviously, Brian, you are from Pennsylvania. You are a Pittsburgh everything fan. Yeah. So, obviously, Scott with the death in the family, with it, which is closest to us. So, we just wanted to acknowledge that Brian and I are going to soldier on with a podcast, hoping that through these dark times, we still can maybe bring a smile to your face today, and talk about something that means nothing, <laughs> something that truly means nothing in this world is fantasy sports. We love to kind of do that because it's fun. It kind of takes our mind off the real world sometimes. But I just wanted to acknowledge that something that means nothing, I don't want that to overshadow things that mean everything. Like Esau, tricked by his evil brother Jacob, you sold your birthright. I did. My principles along with it for for a bowl of salad stew. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. This is Brian Chesko. And we are missing Scott Wiebe today, as most of you already heard in the open. Unfortunately, he is not going to be able to be with us today to steer this ship that we call the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. So you know what happens, Brian, when the captain isn't here? The Well, when the, even when the captain is here, there's still... Only one. There's only the desire for mutiny. Right. It's exactly. so without the captain, <laughs> so who true. knows what's gonna happen. That's so true. Well said. I could never ever have put that better. Hey, we are going to dive into uh, this fantasy week, this footballing Premier League soccer weekend that was wacky, that was somewhat predictable, that had some surprises, that had some wasteful players in it. Oh my gosh, some big time wasteful players and if and if you're like me and the fantasy premier league your scores this week were the equivalent of scoring three own goals <laughs> hey such a weird week uh. such a weird week of fantasy scoring uh some people crushed it some people in this podcast on this microphone currently might have some things to fess up to 
Yes, it's that gonna is very be, true. It's going to be an interesting podcast. We're going to have a good time. So let's dive into it. Yeah, let's get on to the matches. On to the matches. All right, let's start with... Uh, I'm not used to saying this. I know. The way it usually starts, top of the table. Yeah. Let's start there. Okay. Today, this is Monday, October 29th, City 1, Spurs 0. I watched Goals. This. I watched this match. Goals from Riyad Mahrez, mm-hmm. assisted by Raheem Sterling. Welcome back to the lineup, Raheem Sterling. I guess if there was like a a tornado hitting your house okay. and lightning was striking you while you're outside that, and you were able to see <laughs> the silver lining on the dark cloud right sure. above the tornado, that's right. what Raheem Sterling's assist was for me. This okay. Week. It was it was like the one it was like one of the things that I was like, Oh, that's kinda good <laughs> for me. I mean it could have been bad, it could have not started. Yeah. That would have exactly been consistent it. with the with the rest of your fantasy week. Yeah, look, should we, we can, should we, we dive into that? We can talk more about the fantasy week kind of as we go on because there are better matches to to discuss that if if anyone is, even cares. But uh, but no, I this this was look as far as the football of the match goes, right? Like we talked about it before, you know. I know Scott Scott has defended this, and I've kind of felt the same today watching watching Tottenham. If I were a Spurs fan, which I am, you okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. Watching this match, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely, it, it was, it was. Well, I'll say this: it was less frustrating than watching the four-one shellacking that they got last season. Okay, from, from Manchester City, that okay. that is for sure. However, given the starting lineup for them, and given the way the result ended up finishing, given the fact that they didn't have Vertonghen, they didn't have Ericsson, they didn't have. Delhi. Right. This so is three th- starters. Yeah. And not, and, not an, and an out of form son who's just now riding the pine thanks to the form of Lucas Mora and Eric Lamella. Right. Who've both been excellent. M- mostly. M- um no, I just feel like it was, you know, the you know, the 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 way that it finished. Yes, City was pressing, City was I I think the way, you know, of course I agree with what Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto are saying in the NBC studio here in the here in the United States post match. There's an obvious level of class difference between Manchester City and I don't know, maybe kind of everybody almost else. Everybody. Almost everybody else. Almost. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not there's no dog in Liverpool. No. For sure. Not course. even a little bit. But I mean, they're they are clear at the top of the table for a reason. Right. So I mean, look, I like I said, I just think the fact that the Tottenham still had a shot here to draw. The same way they had a they you know, I feel like it was a little bit the same result when they lost to Liverpool. Liverpool was more dominant, I thought, against Tottenham. And Liverpool still should have walked away with the with that match. Yeah. With a draw. Right. I mean, do we want to just give away the award now? I don't know. So yeah, sure. Let's talk about Lamella. Funny thing on our Slack channel, brother Matt typed in Lamella and autocorrect won the day, and it called him Pamela. Siri gets you every time. And I, I thought Pam, that is perfect. I, I would love to. We won't, but I'd love to call him Pamela from here on out. Because if we did, no one would know who that is. Uh, Pamela and Benjamin Mendy wanted to get into a, a slap fight. Benjamin for, Mendy kind of fake wanted to punch him. 
Who yeah. knows? Maybe there's some weird what, retroactive punishment there. I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I, I doubt it should. I'm just saying, let, let's get into this. Lamella Pamela had an unbelievable best chance on both teams of the match to score. Yeah, should have put it away. He did not score. And I that is why, for me, I think given the situation and the what it would have meant not only to the Premier League table yeah. at the moment, but what it what what it could have meant for Tottenham as a getting a, a form point. booster. Yeah, sure. I mean, even at the end, that's why I'm saying, even at the end, to walk away, you know, one nil, and you feel like probably should have had a draw here. I don't know how you don't give Eric Pamela Lamella <laughs> yeah. the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. Here. Well, and and maybe we should. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, there is a guy, and I don't even know how we'll do this later. Maybe we need to give it out twice. There is. You can have yours. This will be yours. Well, that's not I, really how we do this. But I will give sure. out mine. We don't do this. <laughs> okay. I might actually give the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week. See what award. happens when Scott's not here. Yeah. Very good. Very, very valid point. Let's get to some important fantasy facts in here. Kevin DeBrowna shows up. It's nice that he's back. Kevin DeBrowna's back. He looked a step off. Yep. I think that was that was that seemed to be unanimous and anybody that was watching him during the broadcast said exactly that. He's he's obviously he's obviously missing a step and that's just gonna take some time. My big question and everyone's question will be this, and we need to put our opinion on it. He's already up. He, his price went up because I think everyone's anticipation was one he's going to get back in right immediately th- for this match, but it's it looks like it's going to be closer to what they had, what they had expected initially, which was they were hoping to have him back in time for the Manchester Derby. It's more like he should be fully match fit. You hope that he would be fully match fit by the Manchester Derby in two weeks. So here's the thing: who does he bump from the lineup? Bernardo Silva's played every game this year. Mm-hmm. Fernandinho played every game this year. He doesn't compete with him for position. Fernandinho is not in the mix. David Silva has played most of the games this year. Mm-hmm. Well, Does he affect? Is he going to be playing on the wing with with Sterling, Mares, and Sane? I doubt it. And well, Jesus. I mean, and even in this match, like I wish he would have. Do- I wish Pep would have done something even remotely helpful and subbed him in for someone that you're like, oh, that makes sense. No, he subs him in for Sergio Aguero. So it's like, oh, thanks a lot, man. Like yeah, obviously, like, like, that's not the guy. What just happened? So uh, we uh, somebody mentioned it's been you know mentioned this past week. Just Pep's rotation and it's a crapshoot. That's with nothing. Only that's players. that's o- nothing. O- right. That's nothing only new. Like, who who might sit any given week? So, if David Silva, like, it's, you know, obviously, he you know, he missed a pretty, uh, what looked like a pretty good chance here as well. Pep was obviously frustrated in that moment, wondering what in the world just happened. How yeah. did we not put that away? Right. And I don't know that you can necessarily blame David Silva for that. Either way, if it's something like, like, has already been discussed, if it's something in the midweek, if it's something in... In training that Pep sees that he doesn't like, if it's some sort of effort, and then not to mention just just having to rotate for the sake of keeping guys fresh. I don't think we're going to... I don't know that there's any way of knowing who it's going to be for. Yeah. I, I really, you know, I don't, and I don't know that it's necessarily tactical. I have no idea. You know, I'm sure he would... I'm sure, you know, every substitution, you know, is a, there's some tactic behind it, but... I don't know that it's necessarily. Oh, he's going to come in and do something that this guy doesn't. It doesn't. Right. It's not like that. So, 
I have no idea, and and it's the reason why. So I asked this question, and your your answer to me is, I have no idea. Can we just make that the permanent Manchester City answer? <laughs> I mean, you, look, there's so I was the one, look. I was the one a few weeks ago that is making that was making the case like. The rotation isn't as bad as you think. That's and, that's why I still believe. And the fantasy Premier League themselves, even in their you know in their preview videos coming into the week, you know them talking to the various experts that they have on the show. I think the consensus is just looking at the way players have been used and looking at the scores. I think Riyad Mahrez is a perfect example. He's gone like double digits in three of the past five weeks. But are you willing to take the two ones no. that he gets in those no. in-between weeks? No. So Raheem Sterling, another attacking return. It seems like all Raheem Sterling has to do is step foot on the pitch. And he gets, and he gets you return. something. I agree. Uh, so the question is, are you willing to commit to the price? And Sterling is the perfect example. How many people jumped on Sterling in the past four weeks? Yeah. Tons. Yeah. For good reason. His 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 actual performance could hardly be better since the beginning of the season. The question is, are you okay when that zero happens? Are you okay when that eleven happen? The eleven minutes happens. So I want to. This week is a perfect week, and that 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 situation you just posed is a perfect example of something I kind of wanted to bring up to start the beginning of the season. In my opinion, having any having hardly any money in players on your bench seemed not a good idea. Mm-hmm. One reason why, and a lot of people might disagree with that. That's okay. It is a, this is a free world to have your own opinion. My thought was, because it's fairly predictable, especially in the beginning, in the beginning of the season, to know who's starting. Now, as the season progresses, and I feel like this weekend we kind of got a taste of season progressing, meaning maybe some starters that we thought were predictable weren't as predictable as we thought. A lot of guys that sat this weekend had illnesses that we didn't know about, and it came to affect us in the fantasy lineups. So, where as evidenced by the number of teams, which I'm sure there were plenty, who used all three substitutes on their bench, which is bananas. Yeah. And so, what the point I wanted to bring up was, up until this point in the season, it hasn't been that important, in my opinion, to have a whole lot of money on your bench, spend yeah. it on your guys that are playing in your starting lineup. But man, after this weekend, it's complete. There's a lot of reasons why to start yeah. shaping your bench. Start shaping your bench now. Yeah. Start if spending you a little already. bit of money on your bench. Yeah. Because when when the holidays come, and then when the double match weeks come, and then when all of a sudden week 34 will show up, and there'll be six teams playing, and you have a stronger bench, start shaping your bench now. Right? It's tough because you only have one transfer per week. You don't want to take the negative points. Every once in a while, you might have to. I'm just saying, start thinking about shaping it now. This weekend is a perfect example of why you need to have your bench players available and ready to play because all of a sudden, wham, no Hazard. Wham, no Marco. Wham, no Sané. Wham, no Andy Robertson. No Andy Robertson. Like And and I would say, too, I mean, that's exactly why you could look at the minutes that people are playing already and just say, oh, there are fixtures. There are people who are in the lineup every time. And you see that with some people, sure. But then you see, oh, even Romelu Lukaku, who's definitely out of form. Right. 
he gets substituted. He gets he gets to come in off the bench. So it's yeah. I mean, you definitely. I mean, yeah. Obviously, you want your preference. The the preference should be for players who are starting. But yeah, you definitely. I mean, ha- having a bench of players who are not just saving you money, but who are actually going to get into the match is, is and be productive is increasingly important. Anyways, moving on. Brian, is there anything else in this match we need to cover? No, like, just that. Are, are we worried about an Aguero cool down? Well, I mean, that his the, minutes look, have been managed for the last seven, eight weeks. Right. We said we we. I like that he's being managed, but I mean, and and FPL is making a you know making a a big deal about his home home form compared to his away form. He's just he's just seems to be better at home. Takes more shots at home. Has more fantasy points at home. And so look. I mean, I don't know how much weight you want to put on that. You're not transferring him in and out based on home and away matches. You're not, you know, the thing you like about it is he's starting yeah. every single time. So, yeah, sure, I, you know, yeah, sure. You want to go to somebody else? You like you like Aubameyang? You like a you like a 100 percent goal conversion rate from Aubameyang? <laughs> sure, go go to him. I just, I mean, he's been so steady, and yeah, you didn't get anything from him here today, but I mean. I, I sold him weeks ago for Kane. Yeah. And you know, and I've already sold Kane. Right. So and if I had just kept Aguero, I would be You'd be I would be off. above. You'd yeah, be I would off. be better off. Speaking of which, Kane, he's uh he's not scored in the last three games. No, he has not. And that's why, you know, I feel like when I sold him, it was for exact that exact reason, not to mention like we said, like you know, like has been pointed out, Spurs schedule is difficult. Yep. And this is their tough run right. of, you know, like 100 matches in 30 days or something. So they have, they're going to be really busy for a while. Um, and so, yeah, you, don't, you definitely do not like that he, I mean, he had a great chance in the match. Yeah. One heavy touch and a great play by Ederson, honestly. Um, they had quite a collision. Big collision, but... You know, Kane was Kane was involved. I mean, it's the same thing as he's been he's been up to this point. I mean, you like certain aspects of it, and you know, I, like I was saying, I just feel like this is a Spurs team that is obviously you know in a, in the midst of a, a big recovery and yeah. and trying to do their best through a really tough run of not only cha- you know of, of league matches, but. Champions League and everything else that comes along with it, it's really busy, and that's why I said the fact that they're at they're on twenty one points and they're behind even being behind Arsenal. The fact right. that Arsenal can't lose right right now, and they're still within shouting distance of anyone that's in the top. I mean, that's a good point. The fact that they're even doing that at all, I feel like, is a testament to their quality. Agree completely. Uh, no scoring returns from Lucas Moore in the last six. Get I don't know how anyone that still has him is I don't know what you're waiting for. I still for. really like his ability and I think he's gonna have fantasy relevance going forward. He just has hit a cooldown. His dive today was baloney. Yes, it like was. Like every dive. There were multiple dives this weekend and all of them the worst one was in the Fulham match, but but his was still trash. Yes. Just like every dive is trash. But I I don't know what you're yes, that's the tough the tough thing with him is you see him and you're like, That dude's fast. He's making great moves. Yes. I feel like he should have more, and the fact that he's had nothing is... He just hasn't is, had that extra bite, yeah. that extra finishing touch. I think it's there. I think it might show up later. Hey, moving on, I still love Trippier, okay? Trippier, As, I feel like, is the one is the one guy, if you're going to own a spur... Trippier's the guy, It's right? Trippier. You'd think that Serge Aurier being healthy... Could it's going it. to affect him at some point. But it hasn't yet. But it hasn't yet. All right, real quick, Ederson. 
I've had Ederson in my team from week one. Mm-hmm. He is now 10 points clear of the next closest goalkeeper. Clean sheets will do that for you. He's been on fire. Is he worth the money? He is 10 points more than Allison. I love Liverpool's schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. It annoyed me, and we'll get to that, what happened this past weekend with them. But Ederson continues to grab these clean sheets, and he got two bonus points today. I'm just wondering, Ederson's at 5.7. Uh, he's he's been very good. Yeah, you're not. I don't know how if you have him, you're not just rolling with it. Right. That's what in my mind. I'm just like think of the number of people who went out of their way to get Allison this past week because home to Cardiff. Yeah. Again, like, uh, uh, yes, you can look at clean sheets and say, oh yeah, this team's this team's getting a lot of them, but it's still pros. That's the whole point. That's it. You're someone can nick a goal on a set piece and on a deflection any week. Yeah, if I had, I I do not have Ederson. I have not had Ederson. I'm sure it would have been a smart thing for me to have had him uh, all season long instead of the people that I've had. Liverpool four, Cardiff one. Salah, Mane, Mane, free Shakiri, free Shakiri. Brian, I screamed something as Shakiri scored, and it had to do with blanking free Shakiri. <laughs> Continue like, to this guy's so good. We've known this. Continue to look for our free Shakiri T-shirts. Yes, available in the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast store. That doesn't exist. Uh, at some point, whenever Scott decides to get his screen printing <laughs> business up and going, <laughs> yeah, this um, is completely Scott's fault. We'll blame that completely on him. Well, uh, like the obvious things we can talk about in a second. The first question I want to ask you, Dave, yes. is: Were were many people spared a little bit here? Because Andy Robertson didn't play. And I'm saying that because I had Andy Robertson as my vice captain. Right. As did I. To be fair, I would have rather that he played. And I would have gotten two or four points from my vice captain. Sure. Because my captain was Josh King. We'll get to this. Who did not also play, as many of you know. This is mind-blowing. And there were two of us in our league. Who did not Two have of us a captain in our mini league? Who didn't have a captain slash vice captain? Because both players sat out, uh, unbeknownst to anyone. Yeah, it's not. Listen, guys, we dive into this so you don't have to, and we love to do it. But with all the stuff that we got out there, and we don't. Maybe sometimes our sources need to be better. We don't have inside sources inside the no Liverpool one had inside room. sources no. on andy robertson not playing no no one did no one no did. one had it really in hazard so many people in quotes in the know started hazard yeah. didn't play either we'll get to that Liverpool- all, all i'm saying is that look i would have liked to have had it but still i mean did anyone who went for allison virgil joe gomez i went trent I- alexander arnold lovren anyone who made the swap i went to, to lovren any defensive option yep. for Liverpool yep. saw this as a Gimme. 99% clean sheet Gimme. percent chance. I saw it as Lovren with at least a six and a three bonus points chance because Liverpool is going to shut him out. And they and didn't. It didn't and happen. Callum Patterson said, sit down. He did. What a jerk face. Well, look, oh, that's all I'm saying. Like I saw what a lot of other people did. I did not captain... Andy Robertson, but I would happily have taken his, his the chance of him 
you know, on the clean sheet with attacking returns. Uh, the second question, this is really where I wish Scott was here. <laughs> Cardiff had two shots. Cardiff had two shots. The entire game? Did you hear what I said? Cardiff had two shots. Two shots. Is it a coincidence that they scored in a match that featured Alberto Moreno? <laughs> No, I, why? How am I it not was the, about that? It was the first goal Liverpool's conceded at Anfield this season. How have I not thought about that? Of course, I know the relevant. goal was Lovren's fault, but still, like, is this? There's not. This is not an accident that Alberto Moreno comes in for the first time to to give Andy Robertson a rest, and Cardiff, Cardiff. Cardiff scores. Unbelievable. Cardiff who who can't score on themselves in training. That's all. Scoring. That's all in the preliminary talk. No, about that's this. fantastic. Brian, I want to talk about this. If Shakiri were to come in and play cuz when he came in he played fantastic. Mm-hmm. Number 1, will he end up having fantasy relevance anytime soon? And then and then secondly, and maybe this is the first question I should ask is if he comes in, who's he coming in for? Well, we kind of know who he well, we know who he has come in for up to this point. Right. We do, right? So, Th- there's, so there's probably a record of it somewhere. There is on the internet. In, in the first that. five weeks, uh, like he subbed on for Salah against Leicester City. So he only played in the 19 minutes he played that match, he subbed on for Salah. In the eight minutes he played against West Ham, he subbed on for Mane. Okay. He subbed on against Chelsea for Salah. And then the first half um, against Southampton. He he started. They crushed Southampton, and then James Milner subbed on for him. Okay. So, to the point that you you know where where in the midfield can he play? It multiple places sounds any. Like. I I think of him as and as far as fantasy relevance, I think of him as. Um, and this is not an insult to either player. I think of him as a as the rich man's Adama Traore. Of course, that's an insult to Shakiri. Well, I like Shakiri more. I know, but you. I'm saying I'm saying it as like, do you want anyone that you ever have on your fantasy team to play eight minutes? No. Do you want them to play twenty minutes? Never. No. And so that's exactly it. Traore, the the one match he came on and smoked West Ham. Right. And had that match winner, which was out of absolutely nowhere, and has since then one was bought by a thousand people at that point, and then two proceeded to do nothing since. Right. So Shakiri is in a better offense. You like him way more as a talent. You like Liverpool's offense way more in terms of what they're capable of, yes. and because he's very good, he can do what he has done up to this point in any match. So yes. he may only need. Those twenty minutes, but I mean, how, how, please tell me the number of times that is consistent and works for you over the course of a season. It right. just doesn't. So even his seven dollars, I would love for not someone to get hurt <laughs> or to get hurt badly. Because we never wish that on anyone. I wish there was a way for him to play without anyone getting hurt for someone not named Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> who would care that he would play more? Um, but that's not going to happen. Sure. And so, love his price. Wish it could be fantasy relevant. Sure. If you want to own him, you know the risk you're taking mm. to have him. Yeah, but I get it, Brian. Moving on to things a little bit more fantasy. I have a relevant. question for you. You have a question for me? Well, so there's two other things. In a segment we like to call 
Dave's got some splaining to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Dave. What exactly do you Would mean you by like that? to tell the folks at home why you have some splaining to do? All right. Uh, a f- few pods ago, Brian and Scott uh, had to eat some crow as they kind of went back on some of their advice on the podcast. Started week one. I have some, I have to claim my mea culpa this this week. Okay. What kind of music you want to set behind this? I don't know. Some Godfather, like slow music <laughs> kind of so behind the scenes. So sure. I, man, I, um, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe some Halloween scary music, Brian. I, look, I owned Salah this week. Yeah, you This did. week, I sold Hazard. And I bought Sala. And how dare you? It was, sir. I did this for two reasons. Okay? And everyone who's listened to this pod knows for all season why I've been saying don't own Sala, own Mane. And or he's, don't own Sala at all. He's not worth it. His first touch is the is the strength of a rhino. Well, it's true. All of that is true. Listen. I don't particularly care for Egyptians. That, that's never been true. I love Egyptians. Don't. <laughs> there's enough. There's enough hate in this world, Brian. I should have to explain that. Hey, getting on to the real reason. That's look, true. You, there's two you, reasons why true. I did this. Number one is financial. Hazard was having some form of an issue. It was sort of getting out that he might not play. And people not, and people reacted to it. People were reacting and selling him. Mm-hmm. I was at the point. If you if you know anything about fantasy Premier League, you can gain team value, but you only get fifty pounds or fifty cents on the dollar, half a pound on the half a pound on the pound. I'm not sure what if that's a true saying or not, but fifty cents on the dollar we use that here in the states. So if your player gains eight tenths of a pound, you truly on your own team value will only gain 0. 0.4. Half of the point. That is exactly right. So, Hazard, I was about to lose. If he dropped a tenth of a a pound, I was going to lose one of my values. So, in other words, you can gain... Sometimes you can handle a loss of a tenth. You purchased Eden Hazard at 10.6. Yes, I did. He had gone up to 11.4. Yes. Which was 0.8. So, the second that he dropped a tenth, you you stood to lose... That is correct. And I wasn't going to let that happen. So I sold him right as Salah. Everyone was buying Salah. So I got a price raise on Salah. Is the second price raise on Salah supposed to happen tonight or tomorrow? Like Esau tricked by his evil brother (laughs) Jacob, you sold your birthright. I did. My principles along with it for for a bowl of Salah stew. Yes, but I have some more splaining to do. Oh, man. So get this. Salah to start the year was was 13 pounds. Yes. I only had to start the year 100 pounds to spend. Right. Therefore, Salah himself like, was taking like up. Like many people. Exactly. Everyone. So Even all. That being said, 13% of my money, my fantasy Premier League money, was going to one player. 13%. Now, my team value had gained. I would gained money. Mm-hmm. Right. As this season has gone along, that's been one one of my things. Anyone who's listened, my plan is to try to get to 105 pounds by match week 20. Right, okay? it's a it's it's out there, but I'm I'm doing my best. So 
right now, currently, my team value was right at a 103.5. It was higher, but I lost a little bit when I sold Sol- when I sold Hazard. Okay. Here's the difference. Salah now, to start the year, was 13% of my money. Now, because my team value has gained and Salah's price had dropped, he was only taking up 8.08% of my money. Mm. The equivalent of starting the year, him being the value of $8 or 8 pounds, 8 bedillion pounds, however you want to look at it. Therefore, to me, him, he's only taken up 8% of my total team value. Now he's more ownable to me. That's a very interesting point. Thank you. Thank you. So, go, moving on to more important things it's other still, than my... It's still embarrassing. Is it still embarrassing? For you and your sure. family, but but <laughs> it makes financial sense. Right. Okay. Thank you. It, at least financially it made sense. It might not have made sense any other way. Yes. Mane, Brian, 9.7. Mm-hmm. His price is probably going up tonight. To, it's probably already gone up to a 9.8. It's the first re- offensive return Mane has got in the last six weeks since yep. game week Mane, four. Mane is the tricky one here. And this so, is, this is where Sal- we're, we're getting to my second question, Dave. Okay, Salah has been fairly consistent with assists mm-hmm. or goals. He just never gets bonus points, right? This was his first week with bonus points. Yes. Yes, it was. He had two assists, one goal. That should lend you to some bonus points. But Mane... Had as good of a week as Salah, fantasy-wise. Yep. But this is the first time he's had any type of success in the last six weeks. Again, what does this? how does that relate to your second question? Well, my second question is, and so this is, uh, it's more of a statement, I think. In a segment we like to call Liverpool, now what? That's so an ongoing I think, segment. I think, <laughs> I think the feeling is, one, that Salah is, is back. That his form had picked up, not only had scored his uh, against Huddersfield, yeah, but then he scores twice midweek and it, confirmed that he was second behind Milner on penalties, and then comes back here with a, a goal and two assists and just it, and just rolls everybody. His goal was okay, but his assists, I think, gave insight into where his form is. Both of his assists to Shakiri and to Mane were absolutely fantastic. Yes, for sure, and so that's that's exactly it. So. I think as much as I want to say Liverpool now what, I think everyone kind of knows now what. But it's hilarious to me that we're back at the exact same question that we were in week one and week two. It is funny how we've come full circle. Can you afford Salah? And does his price compared to Mane's make sense to you? So I feel like we are right back to where we were before. And again... In in this season where you know where I I owned Mane to start the season, I did too. I had his value go up to ten or yep. whatever it was, and sold him before I lost any any money. On As him. did I. And I went to Raheem Sterling in the in his right. injury week, sure. and it if and it benefited me zero point zero zero right minus four. Mm. which was so fun and and good and it made me laugh actually it was funny <laughs> to me and it wasn't mad at all i was, was actually laughing about it but no it's the same thing now so anyone who owned mane before you're now buying him back at a significant increase to his original price but likely you've made that money up somewhere else i just find it very uh i just find it very fun and interesting that Mane is uh, back to relevance in the same way is is probably you're right going to go up in price within the week. 
I don't know if he's completely back to relevance. He has to be. I want to see something in back-to-back weeks. Well, so... Uh, on some level. So, I guess that's the last part of this is looking ahead. So, they've already had their two killer matches in a row where you just say, if you're going to get them back in, these yeah. Huddersfield and Cardiff... Well, no, they have one coming up. Right, well, they have Fulham in two weeks. They, what I'm saying is everyone's, everyone's buying them ahead of at Arsenal. Well... Does that concern you as a Gunners fan in the slightest? No, I, I, I think in the past, the Arsenal fixture with Liverpool is a very high-scoring fixture. Yep. One would lend itself to think that that very easily could happen. Mm-hmm. My gut says, though, that it's probably going to be a nil-nil, 1-1 draw. Wow. You heard it here first on the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. Dave Smith is calling nil-nil or 1-1. It goes against all the statistics in the past. So that's how stupid this opinion is. Okay, I get it. I just think that similar to the City game, both teams are going to be very conscious of making mistakes. The one thing Liverpool has is they'll be playing against Xhaka, who loves to give an errant pass away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Liverpool, no one's better in the league than counterattacking, and so they'll probably at least get a goal from there. And Liverpool will probably fall asleep at some point. I'm hoping for a Moreno start again. Does, I, I know that probably won't happen. But Does, I would it, love, does I would your love. opinion change in the slightest to know that the last time that there was fewer than four goals scored in any match between Liverpool and Arsenal was... August 24th, 2015. <laughs> it's been a while. Every match since, there has been a minimum yeah. of four well, goals scored in I, that match. Look, I, I know this. I experience this all the time. Uh, I just, for whatever reason, I think it's going to be low scoring, even though that statistically it shouldn't be. All right. Well, listen, I I still, like, if it was me... And I had to go into this next week, which I do. I still have the decision to make. About you do have who, to do something. About who to buy. I, I feel like we're right back to where we were before, where Mane represents, uh, he represents a, a different kind of value. I, I have said, and the reason why I wanted to own both players at the beginning of the season was because I felt like they, they both represented that kind of scoring potential. And, sure. and they did sure. for a few weeks. Salah has been, you know, now is back up over Mane. It took a thumb, it took thumb surgery for that to happen. You know, I think a little bit, right? Uh, for Salah to, to creep back up over top of him. But I mean, look again, the strategy of having both of them, if they're both going to be back in form, I mean, who could who could blame you for doing that? Right. No. But now the issue is again, again, like as you know, Eden Hazard still questionable with the back issue. Uh. Raheem Sterling, who is a hot commodity that like we talked about, who is now coming off of a, a zero and and a one assist match, like we are now back to these guys putting in monster performances, putting everyone to shame, makes it a little difficult to think you know going forward not having at least one of them. And to me, I don't know how you can avoid having at least one of them. I want to say one other thing about Roberto Firmino. I was going to bring him up, Bobby Chompers. He's ice cold. I get the stick with him to eventually reap the rewards of Roberto Firmino. I agree. But honestly, look, he's the fifth most transferred out player for the for the week, and I get it. 
five weeks of twos and a one. I especially when three of those matches were against Southampton, Huddersfield, and Cardiff. Agree completely. Like, I don't know. Like, like I don't know how you what stick else are you with waiting him. For I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, I'm not. I, and I, I, and I love and, him. I love him as a player. In my real world team, I'd take him. On my fantasy team, I might take him later, just not now. I mean, I just don't know, but I don't know when. And last season, there was he he had a very long run of good returns, and it when it ended, it crashed. And it stopped. It did not pick up again until the very end of the season. It was basically months of no returns from him. So I'm not saying that's going to happen again. You're not expecting months of no returns from him. But either way, selling Roberto Firmino, I I just don't know how you don't sell him at this point. Brian, what else do we have about Liverpool? Well, one, Trent Alexander-Arnold came back. That's right. Gomez rotated out. Yes, it, so it seems, yes. And whether that's rest or whatever, I, I feel like it's more that, just because Gomez had played a good bit. I still feel like Andy Robertson is the guy to own anyway. I, I, Andy Robertson and Lovren, for me, that I currently own both of them. I will continue to own both of them and love it. Mm-hmm. Because Lovren's going to continue to get clean sheets, and he um, is very cheap at a 4.9. Nice to see Adam Milana back. Even yeah, if it doesn't, even if off. it doesn't really he, matter whatsoever, he looked a little. He, he's not ready f- yet. And Dave, look, Callum Patterson. The one thing no, since no, I love Cardiff, no, since I love no, Cardiff, listen, since no, I love Patterson Cardiff so much, screwed me out of fantasy points this week. I'm just saying. No, back to back goals for Callum Patterson. It's his fourth straight start. No, and he is he's five point two. You're no. you're a bargain hunter. Yeah. You want some? You yeah, you've David had, Brooks at a five one. Go you've there. Had, you've had people who are cheap. I'm just saying, back to back, back to back goals. I get it. Look, I'll entertain the thought that that's somewhat appealing, but come on, it's Cardiff. I know. I'm just saying. Burnley zero, Chelsea four. Ross Barkley. This is the Ross Barkley show, Brian. Welcome to the Ross Barkley show, Brian. He. What has happened to this guy? Did he just need a chance to play? 17 fantasy points for Ross Barkley, his highest total since October 33rd, 1929, when he put on an 18-point performance against Sudbury Town. What in the heck? Did you hear what I said? Yeah, Sudbury Town. I I thought maybe that was a... (laughs) I said October 33rd, 1929, and you didn't even flinch. No, I didn't hear the 29 part. He wasn't alive in 1929. What I'm saying is it's been a while. Neither were you. Dave, let's talk about why Ross Barkley is the number one most purchased player ahead of this coming weekend. The number one most transferred in of all fantasy Premier League players, all positions, is Ross entering Barkley. game week 11. He had a great pass that we saw to set up Murata's goal. Yes, he did. Uh, he scored his, his goal in the match from about, what, 90 yards out? It was a little closer. It was far out. It was far out outside the box. His the his second assist to Willian was one point five percent Barkley and ninety eight point five percent Willian. It's so true. Okay, it's so true. Zero touches for Ross Barkley inside of eighteen yards in this match. For a guy who just scored, put up an eighteen. I would not have guessed that to be true. Well, so but all three of his shots taken 17. from well 
Correction, seven. 17 points. All three of his shots taken from well outside the box. What I'm saying is. I'll say this. Obviously, Look, his form is very good. Ross Barkley scored in three three goals in three straight games. He's also had three assists in the last three games. True. Okay. His fantasy scores in the last three games that he started, 13, 6, and 17. This is the first, actually, one of those games. The second game he did not start, he came in. Right, on that's what I was going to say. So the he's only started good. two of the last His three. six against Manchester United was the stoppage time equalizer and a 21-minute substitute appearance. Right. So to me, that is like, I would just, I look at that and just think, I would, if, I don't know how you just throw that completely out. If you jumped on Ross Barkley after his big performance three weeks ago, you are screaming. You are diving into the money bin like Scrooge is McDuck. It, is, it, is it so high? Listen, the pattern has been, we talked about this, the pattern has been Kovacic starts, Barkley subs on. Okay. Barkley plays the cup matches and the Europa League, and he plays the other matches. Mm-hmm. Kovacic, since coming into the first team, has been the preferred Premier League midfielder in that position. Obviously, the injury to Hazard. Hazard changed a lot, and then losing Pedro in this match after 30 minutes affected them. Sure. So, listen, personally, I don't get it even a little bit. I get, I get chasing the performance. Right. The numbers are gigantic. They're massive. I just... And, and yes, could he factor more into playing time? Yeah, but up to this point... Like, sorry, sorry praised him this week and talked about how he has done much better. Defensively, he's doing the things that they want him to do. I just see all of this other stuff, and I just think he's basically touching the ball in a, in a position on the, on the pitch further back than N'Golo Conte is. Right. And he's had a gigantic amount of points. You, obviously, you're saying it's, it's unsustainable. I'm Which, not buying this kind of performance. At all. Which is probably the case. It is interesting, though, the, the passes and such that he's had is it's been too coincidental for three weeks in a row. Look, three goals I, I, and three assists in the last three weeks? I can't argue. I can't argue with what he's actually done. I mean, that's the thing. Is, he, is, I, is it? I'm just saying you don't. Time. I'm just saying you wouldn't look at anything that he did today and for any other player and say, oh, man, I. I got to get that guy. I just feel like it's very fluky. Two, two of the three things are very fluky. I Willian, had, Willian had the better actual game. Willian put a ball off the post. Willian scored an unbelievable goal. Willian should have had more than he had today. I feel like Barkley got more than he should have gotten. Barkley in, in limited minutes, extremely limited minutes all mm-hmm. season long, has the exact same amount. As Willian in fantasy points. Yep. And so, Willian is the same. Look, Willian is that guy. I wish we had talked when I wish we could have talked about Willian a couple weeks ago. I wanted to. He's up there with the most creative players in the Premier League so far. He's 29, like, look, 29 key passes. Only David Silva has more than that for the season. Five big chances created is tied for fifth best for anyone in the Premier League. As you saw in against Burnley, he's still as dangerous as anyone is in take-ons. He has 17 successful dribbles. He's the ninth most in the Premier League. But rotation, if you want to have him, 
you are going to have to deal with the same thing as anyone else that's that's in that spot. Right. Like, right. is it going to be Pedro this week playing, or is it going to be him? Right. So, I love Willian as a player, but I just I'm just saying, like, again, you know what you're going to get if you pick him. All right. Surprise! Eden Hazard, Brian. We didn't even mention it. A Did little it? less surprising than you screaming it. It was. It was. It wasn't. I. I it honestly deserved like a half surprise. Yeah. I just couldn't seem to work that in. Hey, look, you're you're a you're, lot, a, listen, you're a one you're still, a one you're a one tone guy. I get that. A lot of really smart people started Hazard. Yeah. Thinking that, and even captained him, mm-hmm. thinking that he might actually play. Others others didn't. I sold him. And granted, look, I think Hazard is a fantastic player. I actually want to own him. Do I think he's, you know, Salah is a better own than him? Gosh, probably not, honestly. But at the moment, it, for this game week, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out gigantic for the people who did it, and I'm sure a but, lot. Of, I'm sure plenty of people did. So, so it was worth it to do that. But I, I just, I'm not saying sell Hazard, and I'm not saying. Now, honestly, even the fantasy Premier League on Saturday morning was fielded a question from someone asking if it was worth the minus four to transfer him out for. I, I'm almost certain it was for Salah, probably. And even they said not worth the minus four because one, his back injury is not even that ser- is not is not apparently that serious, and two, there's still a chance that he plays this. That he plays Sunday, so. I get the I get the thinking on both sides. I yeah. mean, I, I I had the same decision for transfer that everyone that anyone else with the money did. I'm still going to try to get him when he's back. I just, Which Mauricio Sari says, hopefully available for next Sunday. Okay, will not play Carabao Cup match midweek. Wouldn't expect him to play much if if at all in that match anyway. Even if he was completely healthy, so he's acknowledging like they are a different team. Said that, said what any manager would say. We're glad we scored seven goals in the last two matches without him. Sure, it's again testimony to the quality of our of our front three. Right. So, I would love listen. I would love to know the number of managers. I wish that I'm surprised the fantasy Premier League didn't provide this. I would love to know the number of managers that had their captain on Hazard, who had the vice captain on someone else who didn't play. Brutal. Because it because like, like that, Robertson has it Robertson. You easily could have done that, which happened in our league. I am sorry, Barry McNeil. Yeah, I mean, I I feel your pain, not exactly the same way, but in a very similar way. <laughs> um, Barry, who who pointed out to us uh, as he has access to our Slack channel that he's been first playing- time since two thousand seven. I that's the reason why we are enjoying. Uh, a, a nicer bourbon tonight. For the <laughs> we are, we podcast. are enjoying a nicer bourbon. So what I'm saying is, uh, how many people have sold Eden Hazard again this week? He's the he's he is the most sold again so far this week. Over seventy thousand people have done it. I'm not sure why, considering three of the next four matches are at home for Chelsea, and. One of those is going to be Fulham on December second. So, look, the next couple like Palace and Everton at home. You like Chelsea there? Uh, they play at Tottenham in three weeks, and then Fulham in four. Yeah. So, the schedule's great. The schedule remains good for Chelsea throughout the bulk of the season. 
I'm just not sure. I agree with the Fantasy Premier League. I'm really not sure what the point of selling Hazard is if you don't have to. Marcus Alonso continues to be the best defensive fantasy own. Finally. Finally, some returns. He's. It only took playing Burnley for him to get some. It's been a couple weeks since he hasn't had any offensive returns. He's been getting some clean sheets for you. Yeah, I know. So, look, Robert, uh, in my opinion... Alonzo, continue to own him. Three key passes in the match for Marcus Alonzo. If Murata could finish better, he would have had probably two assists. Yeah. Because yeah. Murata, he he put one on a on a platter for Murata. Brian, can I tug on your heartstrings for just a second? I would love, yeah, I would kind of like that, I guess. Brian, there's a player for Burnley. Yep. And one player that we're going to mention. The last two weeks, he's had the unfortunate pleasure of playing against City and Chelsea in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. His team, not just him. I don't want that to be mistaken. Right. His name is Johan Berg Goodman. <laughs> yeah. Before the Chelsea and City matches in the last two weeks, he put together nine, 13, and seven points. Yeah. Consecutively against Bournemouth, Cardiff, and Huddersfield. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, it's Bournemouth, Cardiff, and Huddersfield. Yeah. I get it. But you had pumped him on the differential yep. column multiple times. You love Johan Berg Goodman. Of course. How could I not? He's might as well be Gilfie Light. I'm saying, look, they're at West Ham, at Leicester, home to Newcastle, at Crystal Palace. You don't love three of the next four games on the road. No. But I'm just saying, if you were to own him, he's at a 6.0. Now, one would say, why would I own Johan Berg Goodmanson when I could own Ryan Frazier? Well, the answer is obvious doofus yeah it's for differential because everyone might own fraser yeah. the amount and, of people who and. own goodmanson are three percent three point three percent own goodmanson currently yeah. currently so and the and the matchups we'll talk about when we get to bournemouth obviously are trickier for the next uh for the next while comparative to those four that are coming up for burnley you don't love burnley's defense yeah in any of those but uh you know, five of the next six matches overall for Burnley are very good. The only thing is that Robbie Brady is back. Yeah. So, a, a, good to see Robbie Brady back. Sure. But Robbie Brady did do... Uh, Robbie Brady did some of the things in this match that, that have Brady been does. exclusively Goodmanson's role uh, up to this point. Okay. So, it's good for Burnley that he's there. Might be bad for... for uh, Iceberg's production, but I still like. I still love him, and I still think that if he's going to take, just, did you just start the name Iceberg? No, I think that's a established nickname. Okay, all right. No, I no, I I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. It did tug uh, at one or two heartstrings, sure. but I would temper my expectations for uh, him. Understood. Hey, Brian, that's going to get us to the end of side A, as we so aptly have named now our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Obviously, this is without Scott. Find us on all the fantasy social, fantasy soccer FC social sites: Facebook, Twitter. There's some other ones. Our website. We have a website. Look, it might be a little slower this week since this has kind of been a, a weird and down week for us, but bear with us. Hey, find us when you listen to us on iTunes. Be so kind. Give us a good rating. Even maybe even write a review. Surprise us. We would love to see it you don't have to praise us you can bash us uh that would be funny as well but bash us and give us a good rating that even would be fantastic actually don't you dare lie though no no lie i want straight honesty every time 
Hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.